What do you think the odds are on on FanDuel for MVP, NBA MVP? Let me guess. Joker is a favorite. Then it's Giannis. Then it's Embiid. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you want you want me to get the odds? Embiid's second. Oh. But he's plus three hundred. Jokic is minus one fifteen. Has anyone won it three years in a row? Uh, I think I don't think so. I think maybe Larry Bird, but I don't know if it, if he's ever won it uh, three years in a row. MJ. Nope. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Kareem. No way. Larry Bird. Yeah, he won it three years in a row. NBA is fucking racist. Fucking racist. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Like, no doy. I guess. Doy. Um. So I always, always just did. Kareem ever win them? Not three in a row. He won six, I think. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. So he won six, but never in a row. Johnson, Magic Johnson and Jor- Michael Jordan alternated, and then Hakeem, Charles Barkley, Hakeem, David Robinson. I mean, Jordan might have had he not taken the minor league baseball route, hmm. but... He went road to the show. Other than that, no. I mean, LeBron, LeBron, won four in five years. Boo! Uh, in two thousand nine to twenty thirteen, and Derrick Rose took his as twenty eleven, and LeBron should have had that one in twenty. That's the only one. Do it uh, in well, the playoffs. We always ranted. Yeah, just a regular season guy. Uh, <laughs> Always, Jack you know, knows that all too well. <laughs> there's always just the like, LeBron should have more MVPs, and I always yell at that argument that the only one he should have that he should have gotten was 2011. But that's the like, only one he should have gotten. No, it's the only one that he should have gotten that, that he somebody did. else got. Like gotcha. all the other years in which he's been around and been great. He didn't deserve the MVP except for the years that he won it plus twenty eleven, which would have put him at at five in a row. Five in a row, which is probably fair. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forty fourth episode of No Country for Big Men. My name is Patrick Leapart. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan Leapart, a.k.a. Ready for Reddick, baby. And I'm joined by Jack Butler, a.k.a. Sad from Shanny. Oh. Broke, because I spent $90 on (laughs) t-shirts. Were they 45 each? Dude, no, they were, they were like 35, but then like taxes shipping. and shipping. <laughs> little, shit. little tax, little sprinkle that on there, like a little salt bay. Like, yeah, yeah, they're so, they're nice shirts, though. I will give you that. 
I wore, I wore mine to play pickup basketball today and ended up losing all my games. So there's that. Good. It's good to be back on this beautiful Tuesday night. That's right. We're recording this on February 7th. 2023 not a wednesday believe it or not not a wednesday sorry to throw you off don't mean to do that but tonight the league may witness history and no it's not because of our 44th episode but because lebron james he might break the scoring record against the thunder so keep your eyes on that it's 6 30 right now western time game starts at 7 western time History, boys. History is in the making. And I can't believe it's already February. Only one more football game left for the season. Eagles? Eagles in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Eagles? Yeah. And it is February. The winter days are colder than ever. And the basketball season could not get any hotter with the trade deadline. Two days. Two days. Because Tuesday. Trade deadline Thursday. NBA fans got to see a huge trade happen the other day with the Nets closing the final chapter on the Durant-Kyrie Harden era. As Irving is still there. His last chapter, baby. The trio, you know. Yeah, uh, he's going off. I do kind of – I'm actually looking forward to watching the Nets. You said that when um, Ben Simmons was traded. So I did? Yeah, you just said. Well, you said you wanted to see Ben Simmons play basketball. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I have, and I got my answer, and he still sucks. <laughs> He's playing the worst him. He's ever played. He's lowercase he has ever played. Lowercase H. But now we can finally hear the people stop bitching, or not hear them. I guess that Luca doesn't have enough help. That was. This is me itching for Luca to get some help. Can you hear it? Hearing it. People can stop bitching about it because now he has help. He has another superstar next to him. You know, my mind is already putting Irving in a in a Mavericks uniform, which is like it's weird. But that's how I felt when Harden got traded to the Sixers because you. I don't know. It's just you never think these players are going to end up when they do. But you know, that's just life, guys. Well, that's just life. I'm going to start imagining Kyrie in other uniforms because I'm sure it'll oh. happen again. You don't think they resign him? Uh, I mean, they might. It'll just, you know, what is, uh, 2025, who knows where that man's going to be. What does the <laughs> Shanghai Sharks uniform look like? Mm. I mean, he could go play in the Israeli league with Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> oh, shit. Get some wine That's baths going. Go back That's to his, uh, what he there. claims is his homeland. I don't know. The promised land, the holy land. Whatever oh, he's uh, whatever he's on, it's got something to do with there. All right, well, we're gonna try something new here during the show. We're gonna, we're gonna play a, a segment, game. a segment. <laughs> what? A new segment. It's a new game. We're going to do a little redraft of our teams right here, right now. RJ and I will be co-GMs, sort of like the Softy brothers, you know, you know, a little little brotherly love, and Jack will be managing his Warriors, so we'll see what works better, the brotherly love or the individual thinking. So, rules are, 
as of right now, things might change. This show is crazy. You know, we're so crazy here. Everyone for the Sixers and Warriors are available. And we're going to be doing a snake, snake draft. And there's also going to be more of a dynasty style. So longevity should be on our minds. And three to four know. year window, three to four year window, three to four year window, three to four year window. So, so Wiseman is excluded. Wow. <laughs> no, no. You haven't even no. seen my big board yet. We you got our big board. My big board. We we're working on these throughout the day. Jack skipped a workout to do to do this to provide the best content. The mental for y'all. workout, the GM mental workout. Um, uh, but I'm excited. I would like to. Add, I guess we haven't really explained what it is, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. Wh- explain what. Did you say what it was? A, what we're drafting? It's a redraft, yeah. It's a redraft. Warriors and Sixers rosters. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. the only ones available. It's for our teams. I knew Jack didn't listen to the show once it was posted, but just further proving he doesn't even listen to it. I'll admit I was there. reading this article to try and get some numbers right. About- Let me guess: a Zach Lowe article, a <laughs> Zach Lowe think piece. Nope, this was John Hollinger. Oh, he's chilling. Oh. Yeah, 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 it's fine. No. Um, it was about luxury tax, so who cares? But oh god, you're we... on it again about the Lakeup thing. Come on, that was last <laughs> I, episode. I didn't bring it up. Okay. Also, <laughs> can have? we we haven't even addressed that this is episode number forty four after the best forty four point performance you've ever seen in NBA oh. history. Yeah. Please. Perhaps so like, an MVP I mean, defining 44. Yeah, I mean, like, the NBA MVP is one with one single game, as you called out, Jack. And so congratulations. Joel Embiid took it to the Serbian? Slow. Yeah, I think he's Serbian. Yeah. Serbian? Yeah, 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 Serbia. Sorry, yes. Lucas Jokic. Slovenia. Sorry, Jokic, but you get enough gas in the media. You're not getting any here. Embiid dominated Jokic two Saturdays ago, one of the best games of the year, and I just it need to give a special game. shout out. It, it was the best game for the Sixers, at least. Uh, that was tight all the way through. Number one team in the West coming into town. The battle of the MVPs, and Embiid absolutely dominated. 44 points, baby. Uh, we... Well, Jack Band's MVP talk. Yes, so I did. So we're gonna try to keep it to a minimum here. But but I mean that, that performance right there, that game itself, deserves to be acknowledged and deserves to have a little bit of time on this show. So there you go. Seems like so long ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Dave. Damn. In other news, before the redraft, Curry injured. Again, let's see it. The MRI showed after he rolled hey, his ankle the other night. Bungular, bungular. <laughs> Partial tears lumbago. to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and interosseous membrane, as well as a contusion to his lower leg. Now we have a doctor on the show. Now, Doc, is this bad or is this good? Well. <laughs> 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 well uh yeah i'm searching the intraosseous membrane right now oh yeah that thing 
Okay. Yeah, so you got two bones in your shin, your lower part of your leg. You got two bones, the tibia and the fibula. The tibia and the fibula. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah it took and anatomy. So you got to have some things holding it together, right? And so it seems oh. like Steph hurt the stuff that holds them together. Now, you could be wondering, does that mean that if he hurts it more, that his leg is going to split into two? And I got something to tell those dumbasses that are asking that question. You're absolutely right, and this is a major injury concern for Steph. You do not want his leg split into two. That sounds like a disaster for the Warriors, potentially hurting their title odds if he's got technically three legs at that point. Are we amputating or what? Gets the point. Yes. We are amputating his third leg. It's going to be tough. Aisha, I'm sorry. Robo leg. (laughs) Just going to really, he's just got to develop a nasty Euro step. (laughs) Just one pogo stick bounce to the other. Holy (laughs) son. I, but we, we're going down a road I don't, I don't want to go down anymore. You're the doc, man. You brought us down this road. No, I mean making this was fun your of analysis. the amputees. No, oh, I mean... The, I'm not the, making the, fun of him. <laughs> Shout out to our veterans. Um, this is a very strange injury. It's pretty unprecedented. Really no good way of defining the timetable for return and you know obviously this impacts this season but I will say as Patrick mentioned before Curry once again getting injured I think this is something that long term is becoming an issue now is he going to hurt this exact same intraosseous membrane probably not but we see that he develops these soft tissue injuries late in the season on Seemingly mundane plays. Unfortunately, this is a man who's had chronic ankle issues that he somewhat resolved through the prime of his career. But now, again, we're starting to see these soft tissue things flare up. Doesn't feel good for Steph. And I'm not even trying to be facetious at this point. I think this is what you see sometimes with stars. You see it with Kawhi. Um, their body breaks down before their game does. And I think this is just a further reminder for the Warriors of the weird transition period that they've been in and have been doing a great job of navigating so far. But you have Clay, obviously not himself, or what we used to think of as Clay Thompson on the court. Draymond talked enough about that man. <laughs> The core is aging. Epi title. Steph is the most critical piece, obviously, and it's sad to see. But and guess what? Lakeup is gonna say bye bye to Steph. <laughs> new man. new GM Lakeup is gonna, gonna tax, get him. Uh, gonna yeah, get him out. You know that if, man. If Steph is a Timberwolf before the end of his career, I mean that would be. Isn't that that would be that, that's who they uh they drafted two point guards before him right? Yeah, Ricky Rubio, Rubio and Johnny and, Flynn. Yep, Johnny Flynn. So that would be pretty Fucking fitting. I just Johnny tossed out Flynn. the Timberwolves because it's a hilarious uh, franchise and also Jack's new hometown. I yeah. mean, if he had to go to one, at least I could go watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one, wouldn't be the worst. 
and this is interesting too because like you think about as players age they adapt their game to make it more amenable to their bodies and what is Steph known for constantly running around on the court stuff that is going to leave yourself susceptible and prone to these injuries so do we see Steph take a step back with his approach and what does that mean for his game and then for the Warriors in general I don't know again you know, obviously have to deal with this in the short term and hopefully they can retain a play off positioning uh, rather than a play in or on the outside looking in. But I think also long term, this is just, again, a reminder of the slow deterioration of this Warriors core. Whoa. 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 <laughs> You're acting like it's a surprise. Uh, you want to fucking we, we go? document it with Draymond. No. <laughs> we document it with Clay. Jack, yeah, I Jack guess is when you touch the man. You dig it back. <laughs> um, Let me get the Warriors fan. Uh, no, Warriors I mean, fans. I mean, you're right. Like I, I don't think I expressed it in words on this podcast. But you know, the shoulder injury that kept him out for. Uh, 15 games, 14 games, so I don't know. Uh, I was kind of hoping that that was the the, the injury for the year. Um, I mean, guys get held out a lot quicker uh, these days for perfectly fine reasons, but nonetheless, I was hoping that that was kind of it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's bulked up over his career. Like, he's bigger now than he was. Um, when they made their original runs and he was certainly bouncier then but he's bigger now but he's still you know he's still kind of a small guard out there running around and flying around and there's like you said you know he he's not the uh alan iverson ten thousand, you know or just john morant today you know guys small guards but their bodies are just flying around obviously Steph's a much different player but you know sometimes guys fall into your knees and if you're a smaller guy that probably might not be able to handle that quite as well and it happens um and certainly the ankle was something that he all of his injuries have been for the most part not really ankle related for I feel like a while now but I'm sure it's all somewhat connected but my only real point for the Warriors is they went seven and eight without him during that shoulder injury. So I'm actually not terribly concerned that the bottom's going to fall out. I don't really think it's much of a bottom fallout kind of injury. And I'll say that and they'll probably be awful, but they didn't when he was out the first time. I think part of the reason is because this has been a little bit of a flip the switch kind of season where they've had the switch off. And it's obviously I've, ranted quite often how annoying that is uh and how i quite strongly disagree with uh and not that they don't have many other issues on this team but you know their their home and road record their defense at home versus their defense on the road it points a little bit to a lack of focus and i think there's a natural human reaction when steps out for them to focus a little bit more because they know they have to uh where whereas pick up that slack i mean it's true there's some i don't know what happens to jordan Poole when he starts versus when he comes off the bench but he's practically it's all about the biddies it's all about the biddies on the court side you (laughs) just just, needed higher girls attractive women to go sit court side (laughs) oh there's been gofundmes there has 
Really? Um, <laughs> I just love how no they way. always use the same song in those cut-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, if I give it to you, you give it to you me. You give it to me. I know that you want. I mean, God, last night he was an efficient, like, 27, while Clay went for 42, no free throws. And, um, you know, they played okay defense, good enough defense. and They beat, destroyed beat, him. They routed them. Beat 30 the Thunder, and... So I don't think that the I don't think that this is totally a bottom falls out, but the ceiling is gone for this team. Like like they're I, I have some faith that they could maintain playing five hundred, but I don't think that they can really do much more than that. And the idea that they could get home court advantage in the first round, I think is out of the window, out the door now that Steph is probably out three, four weeks. It's super vague. Uh as they said, it doesn't seem anything crazy structural like not structural damage he obviously doesn't have to go under the knife but it's a significant pain tolerance kind of issue uh so i don't know how long that's going to linger uh like it's been super vague in reports from shams to beat writers to uh your your boy zach Lowe. so um to jb up to, in minnesota to, to me just vibes <laughs> sb live but Kings, Clippers JB, are in those three, four seed. I don't really see them dropping off. You know, we'll see what happens with the Mavericks. The Suns are getting back. I mean, I think ideally the best case scenario is the Warriors just maintain where they're at. Steph comes back. They hopefully continue to stay focused. <laughs> Quick question. Do you see them pushing for a trade now that Steph's gone? I don't think that the I don't think that the Steph injury. I mean, that's a good question. I don't think that the Steph injury should change very much of the trade deadline tactics. I mean, I understand that the young players, Sans Kuminga, although you know he, I don't know, um, have been disappointing, and you want to go all in on this year, but. I still think that that you know Steph will be back. You're probably not making some massive leap in a deal that's for a really solid absolute rotation player. It's probably a fringe player at best. I I I, I don't see the guy the young guys that they want to deal having that much trade value. So I don't really think they can get gotcha. much. Yeah. And at that, you know, if Caruso was on the block, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm more like Someone listens to to Bill Simmons. (laughs) Well, dude, he's been uh, rumored for fucking months to be on the block. Every bowl in Caruso's the one that. I just started listening to Bill Simmons. (laughs) It's just the one that. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt of Utah is a name getting floated around for the Warriors, but I I mean, I don't think it should change anything. Like I said, I. Gotcha. I have a somewhat faith that they can hover in this play-in range. And then maybe by that point, Steph gets back and you try and make a run to that 5-6 spot so you don't have to deal with the play-in game. And you've got a tough first-round matchup, but uh, you roll the dice, see how it goes. And Jordan Poole, maybe, you know, the Steph injury last year, he comes in the starting lineup, he shoots like 48% on threes. For a month, and then rolls right on and stays hot throughout the playoffs, and they get rolling. So uh, maybe history repeats itself here. 
And there's one thing we know about history is that it never repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not making a trade in <laughs> Like the Jokic short winning back-to-back-to-back MVPs. <laughs> Look, at, we've been documenting, and, you know, Jack explicitly talked about the weird front office dynamics of this team. There's no chance that they would be this short uh, short-sighted, I guess, to say, like, w- by making a trade and selling one of those young assets for something that might be able to, an asset that might help you hold water in the standings until Steph comes back. That just doesn't make sense with what their priorities seem to be. And, you know, the West also is a total cluster from the fifth seed down through the 13th seed which means that you could quickly become that 13 seed if you do drop a few games. But at the same point, like you could easily just kind of hang in with this pack and really not lose that much ground. You're talking about seven and eight without Steph in those 15 games earlier. It's right in line with what the Lakers are for the season. You know, I, yeah, I, I think even though it does make the outlook a little bit more bleak, I, I think the Warriors are still well-equipped with their personnel and experience to kind of navigate this situation. And like you said, Poole will step up. Hopefully Clay does. (laughs) Yes, he will. Uh, Before we move on, quick Jekko. Whoa, we scale. So we oh gotta do. God. We gotta do, especially now. Especially I can't. Right I now. mean, I don't know. It. it Ten. What? What was Say it before? Like eight? I don't know. Say the I ten. Like I dropped I think it you a little gave bit. It an I think it was a nine. Twelve. Hmm. Dwelly is wee highway. Now. Well. Uh, I'm gonna say it's probably main. T- I'm actually, like I said, not super freaked out about this. So it remains at that seven and eight level because more oh, so wow. just. The fact, more so, just the fact that uh, they either don't actually have a flip to switch uh, because they might not. Maybe they don't. I think I think they could be better, but I don't know if they've got. You know, they might flip it and the light doesn't come on. So mm. that's my mm. only. That's that's why it's up there, and the Change fact that I don't the bulb. And while change the bulb, you know, I do, I do, I do want to say, I do very, 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 very much do not want to be in the play-in game, that too. So, you know, if they are, not only are you talking about just complete randomness for you know one or two games, but you are possibly avoiding the Nuggets in the first round or the Grizzlies in the first round, which sounds kind of funny because I'm not entirely sure that the Warriors are particularly scared of either of those two teams. <laughs> like, I'm actually kind of more concerned than, like, playing, uh, you know, the Clippers or something, to be <laughs> to be honest. But I don't know. It's a weird West. I mean, You heard it here first. When you're fully healthy, I, I think it totally makes sense that you would be more scared of a one-game random outcome than the outcome of seven games stacked together i i it is a weird conundrum and i think it speaks to the weird place the warriors are in but i don't blame you for that right now it would be timberwolves at warriors in that that single elimination. you could go to that game single elimination but that at no, Warriors. It's, it's at the Warriors. Oh, sorry, sorry. Get out of here. I guess, I guess I don't listen to Jack nope, either. Nope, nope, nope. Well, it looks like Jack is unfazed by the superior tibiofibular ligaments mm-hmm. and interosseous membranes. So 
Good for you, Jack. Glad you're not worried about it. Worried about it. Sorry. Sorry. Let me say it right. Um, sweet. Ryan. I guess we sort of touched MVP talk, but Sixers hottest team in the NBA right now. The association, as they say. Yeah, cooking with gas. I mean, Embiid hasn't been his most dominant self um, the few games after that Nuggets series, but they've been able to get it done. The two-man game remains lethal. The questions remain the same. Harden is not an all-star. He's been snubbed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, <laughs> what what are you gonna do? I do have something to say about these oh. Boston sports media. You know, Maury came oh. after Boston sports media writers specifically, <laughs> <Jack's> <laughs> and like how they didn't vote Embiid properly, and then Bill Simmons and Ryan Pasillo and Kevin O'Connor all said, "Oh, well, Ryan Rosillo, we- I don't I don't like him. He's a little." patronizing with his <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. well and then they're then they all come back and say well we voted him as a starter and it says and then you know what i the question i have for them is what place in the ranked order of the front court did you vote him a starter because i guarantee you had him third you might have had him as a starter but you had him last in terms of front court behind behind tatum and Giannis, and then of course Oh, you mean if I vote someone dead last in their starting position and then they get bumped down by the fan vote, they lose their starting position? Like, it's it's such a stupid argument that's going back and forth. I don't care at all. All I'm just going to say is <laughs> it clearly defines the media bias against this team. Who cares? All you got to do is win. Fully acknowledge that. It is frustrating when players' contracts are decided by stupid-ass accolades like what is decided on by these media pundits, but that's not, that's not my bag they're affecting. So I'm not going to try to get as upset about it as I normally do. Um, I love this. I, do, I love how fired up you are. It's I, great. What I love is the Philly fan pivot with Harden, not being an all-star and saying, well, Joel Embiid is clearly the MVP because none of his all, all teammates are all stars. It's good. That is yeah. fantastic pivot. I, it's a good Stick argument. it to them. <laughs> Fuck all. Fuck you, Boston sports media. Fuck you. Yeah, there you go. You didn't get to shut the hell up. You just got to no, straight. Denver no, no. has no other all stars. <laughs> so, KCP so wasn't a reserve. Even... No. <laughs> Spot up three shooter. Corner uh, I, lo- I love it. I love it, RJ. I love this energy right now. It's great <laughs> shit. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could take uh, you could take Julius Randle off and put on Harden or Julius. Oh, I, I it's think the so Frozen. Too. What is the Frozen and no, Jay the Rosen? The Rosen should be. Off I think you can take. They are Jay so off. mid. You can take Drew. They are take so Drew. mid. Sorry, take Drew, Drew off. Yeah, I mean, you play great defense. And you, you carry the team when Giannis was out, but get out of there. You're not an all-star. Even though a former Sixer, got to show some feeling Well, what? There. Uh, I mean, Durant's not going to play in the all-star game, so somebody's got to take his place. I don't know. Probably be Harden. I would think. It doesn't matter. I agree, RJ. It doesn't matter. I think... You know, you know what I love to see from this team? You know what I love to see from this team is during the NFC Championship. Sorry, Jack. Sad from Shandy. Uh, they all got, they all rented out a box with like 
<laughs> is little ba- where's little baby from? Is he Atlanta? Atlanta. Uh, there's no regional affiliation. He's just friends with Harden. Kevin Hart's there, and the whole starting five was there. Love to see Tobias Harris gets in the get in the mix because you know you don't want to see anyone PJ left Tucker out or any. Was there. I was like the, the whole starting five, and I forgot. Yep. Well, Melton wasn't there. That's part of the starting five, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Get Maxi out of there. Pull, pull the plug out. Of <laughs> I think Maxi would lose his shit. <laughs> then we'd actually see him all freaking out. Then whatnot. we'd see him anyway. in the Mets uniform. Then oh, we'd get KD. I mean, <laughs> oh god. No, it's it's just nice seeing the guys actually like each other. I don't know. This is I've been I've been preaching this for so long now, but I think the chemistry uh, is is really important. I know these guys get played get paid to play basketball and their job is to win, but you know, when when you can befriend your teammate and and this is what you hear from athletes all the time, you know, athletes that win championships or on a special roster they say what makes it special but it's it's the relationships that they build with their teammates and it doesn't just become a locker room it becomes a family room love room <laughs> love, a love room where a lot of love is passed around i, I just like seeing <laughs> i just oh, like Jesus. seeing these these guys you know actually like each other um and I think it's going to translate on the court. And I think in the end, it's all about winning playoff games and winning titles. I think Embiid's realized that because he's been snubbed the all the MVP the past two seasons. I don't think. It's, <laughs> what fuck? Harden's now snubbed an All Star. If 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 they want to prove themselves, I guess quote unquote, then you got to win it all. I think that's on their minds, and I think that's why you get a performance like they did at the Knicks the other night because they didn't really give a shit about playing apparently <laughs> the effort was was at a zero pretty much here here pat goes he's making fun of the sixers fans for freaking out over one game and he keeps referencing this low effort in one in the last game that they played where, i guess what again, i'm trying to say is just don't be surprised if if you see see them not give a shit especially in new york they probably had stuff to do people to see yeah, love we, the eagle chance we in the crowd. We were at clubs. Though. We were rooftop barring it. We got one of those igloo things. Actually, Joe could barely fit in there. It was so so tiny. It was hilarious. He had to see it, but yeah, it was good times. Yeah, red hot Sixers keep on rolling. Big game against the Celtics tomorrow. So hopefully his epi will be out before then. But that that's a big game. And then they also the Sixers play the Celtics on the twentieth of this month. So, Jack, I know you sort of read the big games off last episode. Uh, this is going to be a big stretch for them down the season. What, what are you laughing at? Schedule talk. Schedule talk. Appreciate a little scheduled talk. I want to draft. I want to draft. Let's draft. Let's draft. All right, let's get this thing rolling, shall we? All right, here we go. Redraft, redraft. Burp, burp, burp. Sound the alarms. Sound the alarms. Maybe add a little sound effect. Here we are. First ever. No country for big men redraft and like i said before we are redrafting sixers and warriors players me and rj are co-gms jb is out by himself it's all i need this mind is all i just beautiful minded this thing you have no idea so to determine who gets first round pick or the first pick I should say 
Jack said rock, paper, scissors, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so we want to, do we want a snake, or do we want to just, like, go back and forth? I think we got a snake to make it fair. Okay, well, snake. Snake um, it, snake it. Rock, paper, RJ, scissors? You do the rock, RJ, you do the rock, paper, scissors, because you're, you're feeling fired up right now. I can tell. I feel right. energy. So, you do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. We'll just raise whatever we we have on shoot. All right. Yep. Ready? Rock, paper, rock, Patrick, paper, you scissors. announce it. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Let's oh. go. Okay. Do we want we first, first pick, pick or do we want two and three? No, I don't think we get a pick. I think we just... We get first pick. All right, we get Joel Embiid. We get Joel Embiid. No questions. Sorry, Pat. I'm pushing the button. Pick is in. Yeah. Silver phone it in. I was going to say it's either JoJo or Steph. Wow. But given Steph's... Well, I mean, it's the back end of Steph's career. We talked about his injury already. Okay, yeah, we're also... And JoJo's JoJo's in his prime. All... I think for this hypothetical, like, uh, we're not drafting contracts. Everybody's signed to a four-year deal, <laughs> a three- to four-year window. Wait, All you weren't injuries. doing salary cap? I was doing some luxury tax calculations. I, I know my you calculator are. calculator in the back, actually. Nope, no luxury, no lake of tax. And uh, <laughs> we're starting clean. So, like, yeah, Steph isn't out for three weeks if we were to start the season tomorrow. Yes. But continue. Yeah, I mean, it's JoJo still. The most dominant force in the NBA, back-to-back MVP. I mean, what else What else do you want? About to win his third yeah. in a row, I mean. <laughs> I have no quarrels with this pick. I was going to probably say JoJo in the end. But, you know, I want to make a little case for Steph, for Steph Curry. Okay. Embiid off the board. Embiid is off the board. We have our big man, one of the best players in the league. One scoring of? leader at the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Jack, you get the next two picks. Pick two and three. Let's see who he goes with. So, with the number two pick, I will pick Steph Curry. Boo. No. Um, he's the greatest shooter of all nope. time. One of Joel's. the greatest offensive players of all time. Uh, one of the greatest players of all time. He is a four-time champion, a two-time MVP, a one-time finals MVP for anybody that cares. And um, Fraudulent. Very clearly can be the number one player. Should have been. It's on all in the past uh, tense. It's all in the past. History does not repeat itself. Well, Embiid is never tense right now. Um, yeah, he's loosey goosey, baby, with the ball, <laughs> a little turnover action, but you know he's relaxed on the court. Um, Got that CBD. Obviously, I didn't have a choice. Uh, I would have picked Steph number one, anyways. Oh, I understand. Yeah, that's just, they, that's they, fucked up. That's, that's fucked, fucked yeah, up. That is. That's, that's true. It, it is totally We would have had a way better up. roster then. We would have. If, <laughs> if I had one season one at all, I'd pick him over Embiid. If I have four years to do it, I understand Steph is older. Um, that's the only thing for me that would really put Embiid over Steph in, in a player draft is age. But I think Steph will age pretty well, keeps himself in extraordinary shape. Yeah, we're and, seeing that come to fruition right now, and, actually. Uh, Mr. Embiid is also, you know, Mr. <laughs> Healthy all the time. 
Uh, so it makes it a real... real what, since Siakam broke his face? Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have been messing around. Oh, I got something for you later. We'll, uh, we'll okay. talk later. All right. All right, moving on, moving on to the third. Yeah, now who's number two, Jack? Who's your second guy? Who's the third pick? Who's the third overall? This is where it gets very difficult. This is where where it gets very difficult. Say it it to me. Say it to my face. (laughs) (laughs) My number third pick is Andrew Wiggins. Oh! (laughs) All right, we're running away with this one, aren't you? We literally are just going (laughs) to take the... Running away with this. So, so the reason I chose Andrew Wiggins over James Harden, I have James Harden number three on my big board over Wiggins, who I have fourth. But a Harden Steph tandem is not going to work. Be sick. It is. It is not. It is going to be horrible. Zero defense. Zero defense. All of Steph's off-ball movement just totally mutt. (laughs) As Harden. Does his thing, which is fine with Embiid, but with Steph, they they are not a combo. That is a losing combo, even though James Harden is the clear-cut number three guy on this big board. I had an extremely difficult decision with uh, a, a couple others that were below Harden and kind of in this next little group here. Uh, I ultimately went with Wiggins. He's 27, so age is on his side. And as we saw in this last playoffs, he's one of the better perimeter defenders of bigger guards and bigger wings, as he did a fantastic job on Luka. He did an amazing job on... Um, Super valuable, pretty much a two-way guy, and, and, and I think... You know, come playoff time, I want as many two-way guys as I can. Going to live with the fact that you always want more uh, from him. But the way he played in the playoffs, if he didn't put in that performance, they don't win the title. And he's certainly not on high on this board. His age for the next three or four years puts him ahead of a handful of others. So with my second pick is Steph Curry. My third pick is Andrew Wiggins. What is your fourth pick, guys? So we get next two, right? We get four or five. We get four or five. Yes. I will good, say good, thank good. you for acknowledging that even if you didn't pick him, that Harden yes. is the next I don't one. actually think that Andrew Wiggins is currently better than James Harden. Thank you. But I'm trying to build an actual that's, team. That's nice. Here. That's nice of you to say that. And, yeah, totally, that's that's fantastic. So you thinking Harden Maxi here, Pat? I think. I think Harden Maxi here. <laughs> we're just okay, no, we're no. just we're just drafting the Warriors. <laughs> no, okay. I say Harden. Is, Harden should be the next pick. Yeah. Or should I mean, we make not? Maxi the next pick and then Harden? Um, I'd say I'd say because because there's only two. Hold of on, hold on. Rough order of how you rank them. Just we'll so talk. People know. Yeah, we'll talk Harden. I mean, we've talked about it before. The two man game, the pick and pop with Embiid that they've got going is unmatched i don't care about harden's defense because we've got the best defender on both teams you know all that Embiid slander that jack was tossing out there which totally wasn't blowing boiling my blood at all i'm totally calm right now like that wasn't upsetting me in the slightest forgot about the one end of the floor yeah the one end of the floor that also matters defense yeah we got the mvp baby give us harden all right we got Harden. Now with the fifth pick, 
we could go a couple different ways here. I'm going to say... Who are you looking at? Clay Thompson. What? Is this a joint pick or... Oh, God. You, it's a, is that a final decision from the fighting? I'm just going to throw it out there. Wait, are you trying to are you trying to do Maxi? I am. Trying is that to who do you Maxie. want? I don't want. I mean, for the sake of the of the pod, we can't just draft the six. No, draft. You build the best I, team. I, I, it'll, it'll be okay. mixed by the end. We'll have some mid. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. I mean, the only issue is what I was just talking about defense. Our, our backcourt is really exposed. Um, for that reason, we would maybe want some perimeter help in a clay Thompson or maybe even an Iguodala, but, um, Oh God, come back home. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> That's in the later. That's in the later part of the trap. Oh my God. No. I mean, I think clay is finally like feeling fully healthy. He's been going off recently. I know, Health, you're shaking your head. You I, gotta, I just feel like go playing alongside here. Embiid. <sighs> yeah, then then our freaking backcourt defense is just abysmal. I mean, it's not like it's Clay gone. is an elite defender at this point either. No, but he's better than Maxi. Yeah, and he's certainly got way better size than Maxi. I I still say we go with Maxi here. But you're the host. I'll I'll leave it up to you. Final decision? Maxi. You're lucky. Let's go. Maxi off the board. God damn it. Oh, man. Next next two picks. Mm. We're going to need to shore up the defense after this one. We're going to need to be. Yeah, let's see. (laughs) Let's see where Jack goes. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, man. Well, I have to pick Clay. Uh, oh my God, there it is at six. I mean, it's he gone. was one it's above Maxi on my big board. I was going to ask. Okay, so so far everybody on your big board has been selected. The top six. My big board was of yes, Steph, Curry, Embiid, Embiid Harden, Wiggins, Clay, Maxi. Okay. So. Uh, you are correct, Clay. Not who he is used to be. Started the season very poorly, but um, he is up to a solid forty percent from three after a pretty poor start. So I'm hoping, you know, by the end of this season, he kind of works his way into that forty-one range a little bit. Um, it's up two percentage points up from what it was a year ago, which is promising. Promising again, not what it was. Back in the day, you are correct, Ryan. He is not the guard, the perimeter guard defender that he once was. He is much more as a little bit slower now in the role of a wing defender. He was a few times targeted in the playoffs, but I think to pretty little success. I think teams started to move away from that. Certainly, I think after Maxi was taken... A pretty clear choice because the argument for Maxi is largely a his age. He's what twenty two. Yeah. Uh, so you know you're getting a guy that is going to be peaking right at the end of his uh, little nice four year contracts that we have for everybody here. And no one works harder. And apparently no works nobody harder. works harder. 
Uh, although we are currently, you guys have the Sixers. I currently have the Warriors. Now the seventh pick is pretty difficult here. Yeah. Um, is this it? Is this is this gonna be the first shakeup? Lake up, shake up, lake up, shake up. I'm picking this guy because. Maybe if you give it to me, I'll be, give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if I'd pick him if I didn't have number thirty, and I'm gonna go with Draymond. Oh, oh, oh my god! At seven, yes, he's the eight, eight, and eight kind of guy. I need his defense. I need it. Um, <laughs> this is so dumb. We just <laughs> <got him. laughs> this is the dumbest shit we've ever done. <laughs> How do we feel? Hilarious if we planned that we would just we didn't play this. Uh, I would not be picking. Well, I guess I eventually would. But I don't. I think I might roll the dice on some other players a little higher here. But a lot of Draymond's offensive deficiencies are nullified by the fact that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson exist, uh, and he's still uh, pretty. He's still the generation. I mean, he's the best defender of this generation. Still can pull it out when he needs it, and. Uh, is a super flexible player that can play two positions if he needs to and um you know is a dog he might punch a teammate we'll see if the teammate ends up on my team uh we'll see but nonetheless i mean i'm building the core that won the title a year ago not necessarily by design yeah exactly a year ago we're doing years in the future sorry you're gone bye-bye all right our picks Pat, you're not going to be happy, but we have to go with it for, what are we at now, eight overall? Yeah. We have to do it. We have to take Toby. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have do. to take Toby. Um, God. Tobias Harris. I mean, no, this shit. is, hey, hold on. It's going to get interesting. Right here. No, I know who we starts. should, I know who, sh- who we should pick right here. Okay, hold on. We got to talk Tobias a little bit. Already talked about him, um, especially what he's taken on in terms of his role this year, especially with the, the three other Sixers that we have already drafted, and Pat is losing his mind about this whole thing. We did not, we did not so get together stupid. to discuss this beforehand whatsoever. Even if we uh. had started the other way around, I think the results would have been the same. I'm not picking Wiggins over... How do we done alternate? I think the snake right. draft is what's getting us. Yes, but gotcha. yeah. Tobias again, a guy who I have been skeptical of, have criticized before for getting empty buckets, is the exact opposite now. A career low, not a career low scoring, but given recent years, um, very much below what his production normally is. But the baskets that he makes seem so much more impactful and so much more necessary for keeping the team's momentum going. I'm a huge fan of him off the court for sure, and I'm a huge fan of the role that he's taken on and graciously accepted. So lock it in. Number eight overall. He's a great guy, great leader, great teammate. He's changed his play style to better fit the team uh and he's great when to to produce a little spark in the offense when the bench comes in you know throw him in 
if you need a little bit more points. Because if, if we're struggling to get some offense, I'm talking about the Sixers right now, not our team right now. But yeah, also size. He's not the best defender, but he offers size for Joel. Can get buckets on his own. And yeah, I mean, right now he's hitting that pull-up three, something he's been working on. And yeah, I think a solid piece to our, <laughs> our Sixers roster. To Sixers <laughs> roster. And again, he's going to take on, you know, the tough assignment, whether it's a KD or Tatum, he's going to be that guy, especially on our constructed squad right now. I think the next best pick has to be Jordan Poole. Uh, get the one. Hold the on. Best, hold on. I don't know about that. Best oh, new, whoa, 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 whoa. Get one of the best new guys in the league. Have him lead the second unit. Maybe interchange him with Maxi if you want to. See, this is where. I think you're dead wrong, Pat. And we need to talk this out a little bit. Because right now we're... You're thinking Wiseman? We're... Please. What the hell? I, I made the joke in the group chat earlier. I wanted I wanted to draft LaMelo here so that we could retroactively save the Warriors franchise from selecting Wiseman in the first place. Nice. Okay, but think about... The Sixers starting five right now. We have four of the five. And the fifth is either a Melton, who I'm not going to take, or a P.J. Tucker. Now, who is the combination of those two players that's still in the field? I mean, it's obvious. It's Moss. Who's got that Are dog in him but still can get a bucket? But we should definitely try. Uh, who's got that dog in him? But I mean, Niang? No. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I I think we I think we have to Oh I know. Let's drop the cup bucket. bucket. Let's go. Come on, give it to us. Yes, please. I think that'd be sick. Please that Oh, this would totally Oh, the way that this just kind of brings this starting five together. I love this pick. Please, Pat, do you give me permission? God damn it, yeah. I guess. Sure. Interesting. Let's put him in there. Yeah, baby. Oh, there we all go. Right. All right. Yep. So this is currently Embiid, right. Harden, Maxi, Tobias, and Kuminga. That is fire. That is fire. The, I love the, that. Oh, yeah. I had him lower on my big board than a few guys I mentioned pool. a moment ago. Um, but Jonathan Kuminga is also 20 years old. So he won't even be touching what might be his peak if he turns out the way that I hope he does. Finally, finally, we have a bit of a shakeup. That's the first shakeup. It had to become Bucket. <laughs> I, I wanted to draft him third overall, but we didn't have that pick, so had to save it. Still mm. mad. Didn't get pool. Would have loved that late. <laughs> Why didn't we take pool over Maxi if you wanted pool so bad? I like Maxi better than pool. Well, yeah, I do. That's too. just the Homer in me. Works hard. Works harder than pool. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe pool works harder in the DMs. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't pool sneaky old too? He's like 23, 24? Uh, he's twenty eight. I don't. Twenty three. Yeah, he's yeah. twenty three. Twenty eight. So um, okay, well, this leaves me with, I think, a decision 
pretty happy that you guys passed on somebody here who I uh, think is pretty much nothing but a winner. And that's DeAnthony Melton, who I will select with the number 10 pick. Nice. He shooting pretty well from three. 40% on the season, 11 points a game. You know, fills his role perfectly. A little perimeter defense. Um, something that I, I think I need uh, for maybe some smaller guards when we face the litany of smaller, talented guards throughout the league when I inevitably have to have him just put the fucking clamps on Maxi uh, <laughs> when, when our team comes around. Uh, twice uh, a season. Yeah. Implies twice a season. Not um, for the title. He's just... Uh, he does... Is t- his turnovers per 100 possessions, limited. Um, you know, not too much of a distributor when he's got the ball in his hands, but the man just makes plays. I don't think I've ever seen him miss a shot, to be honest. He, he I'm misses, actually, I actually him. don't believe that he shoots 40% from three because I swear yeah, that he just seems makes way low. Yeah. Everyone, um, I think he's just a very useful player. Oh man, it's a good pick. Which, well, now you gotta do pool. Makes my life a little hard with this decision. You're so small. You're so small right now. Pick. Yeah. I have, a, I have a great idea, RJ, depending on what his pick I, is. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with it, but we can see. And Wait, who I'm is your normal five? It's the four that you have plus who? Well, starting. I mean, I could, always, I could always just put Draymond on the five, but I don't really want... Are you talking about the actual Dude, Warriors? Yeah. Or are you talking about my Yeah, team? who do they usually have in the, like, three, Well, four that's spot? who I might be deciding on, and I think I'm going to take, because he is also just a straight-up two-way playoff, and that's Kavon Looney. God damn it. He did with it. my number 11th pick. Pat, oh, you should be happy. I know. Look at that. He's an absolute winner. My team is chock full of two-way dudes with Draymond being a one-way guy, but we seem to figure that out come playoff time anyways. Um, and Steph Curry, despite not being um, a defender per se, a very active part in championship defenses and top defenses in the league throughout his career and very much can have a quality, quality defense built around him. So... Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty happy with my selection so far. Definitely, definitely going for people who can, can be out there come playoff time and Looney time and time again for the Warriors has shown that he deserves quality minutes come the yoffs. And you're right, size. I don't want to ride Draymond too hard at this age. Also, the centers after yeah. this. Well, oh. and that's what I was going to say. I mean, that is the biggest thing is you're taking away a backup big from us. But that first yeah. part of the phrase, the backup is the key there. I mean, it's still a huge mismatch at the five spot. No doubt about it. It's a solid pick. And I think it's what your team needed. I'm surprised you didn't just tank until uh, B-Ball Paul became a bit more of a value pick. I know you're a big B-Ball Paul guy, but... I am. Um, I am, yeah, too. I think it's a solid pick. All right, here but we now go. we pull. get... Patrick, do we you see... Do you, just look at, look at me. Look at me. This is why we do what we do right here. Because we know that if we pass on pool, there's still a chance we get him on the turn. And we got him. All right? You're we welcome. And we got Cumbucket, man. This is awesome. Our team is stacked. Um, 
And then I think <laughs> so we get we get pool leading the charge for the bench unit. Beautiful. Love that. Or or is Maxi God. on the bench and guys instead. I need to see a hardened Maxi pool lineup. <laughs> <laughs> you might get it one of these days. You might get it. The offensive. And then I think I think the next pick should be Bang Bang Niang. Yeah, it's not the worst. We do still need a little more outside shooting. I don't even know what come bucket shoots from beyond the arc. Um, don't worry about it. Yeah, not good. <laughs> the only I question Niang I right have here. is again, like our def our wing defense. I know Niang can strap up on occasion, but not the most reliable there. He does put in a lot of effort. Yeah, I'm just looking up I mean, and down the I don't Warriors go. roster. I. I don't want to go Matisse here. No, it would be uh, for me. It's between it could be Anthony Lamb. No, for me it's between um, Divincenzo and and Niang. So I'm down for Niang. No, let's go. Let's go Niang. We just got pool. Yep. Yeah, let's go Niang. Yep. Get some shooting. That's good. Yep. Effort. Yep. I like that. I like it too. Rounding in well. Georges. Forty-one percent. Five point four. He's great. Better, than, better than your boy that you just drafted. I don't know what you're. What thinking. Looney? No, Melton. Uh, somehow. All right, it's all right. Jack, you're up. Quick, easy picks for us. Um, Fuck yeah, we got pool. This makes Happy. my life pretty. A living uh, hell. Pretty easy, I think, as far as pick number fourteen. <laughs> Wise men do it. And that's Divincenzo. Yeah, yep. he's a he's a solid glue guy. Does plays bigger than he is. Good rebounder for a guard, which, like you said, my team's a little small. Uh, shooting forty percent from three, which is a significant career high. So I'm hoping maybe that's kind of who he is now. <laughs> uh, so a bit of a risk there. Then he might tail off, but. Um, I don't know, just all around a really good player. Didn't really understand why the Bucks decided to go with Grayson Allen instead of him. Um, he's a good defender, not great, but all in all, just kind of no huge weakness, no huge strength, but a guy that I absolutely trust to be my, what, I don't know, sixth man at this point, seventh man, maybe. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that pick. Oh, halfway through this draft. Uh, oh, number what are we? We're doing a 15-man roster? 15-man roster, right, baby. Right. Oh, shit. We can... Um, no, yeah, it'll cruise through. I just... I thought we're only doing this a is, playoff This is... Oh, I guess Niang's so. off the board. Um, then, actually, this makes, I think... Don't do it. Do not my, do it. My pick pretty easy here. And that's a guy, I mean... Please do not say Korkmaz. Stepped up when he needed to step up for the Sixers this year. Shooting, well, from three. Milton. I've got to go with Shake. Wow. Shake Shack. One of the bigger Uh, detractors of Shake just drafted him. It's true. 6'5", you know, gives me a little bit of flexibility fun with my lineups no defense 
No defense, but that's fine. I'm not too worried about my defense at this point, especially if <laughs> I might, put some have to positive be. defenders. I'm worried about your fucking defense. Um, <laughs> don't be worried about it. Don't worry. And then... Um, that's it? That's all you know, I mean, he's got good numbers. He's 26. Uh, just, I think, a guy... You know, fringe rotation guy, perhaps, but... Four years from now, he's still going to be kicking, which a few of these guys here might not be coming up. So I'm going to roll with it. I think I trust him a little bit with the ball in his hands uh, and showed showed some, some nice things when when they, the Sixers needed it this year. So I'm going to go Shake. Nice. Love Shake Shack. Good pick. Love everything. Love seeing him get better throughout the years. Yeah, having, having a great year this year. So good pick. Good pick. Still, RJ, we get the next yeah, two. So, I mean, Jack's talking up and gassing up his defense. I'm not convinced. But anyway, we'll see what the rosters look like at the end here. So I think with these next two picks, Pat, we take two different archetypes. So I think we have like four potential players to select from, but we're only going to, you know, we take one of a pairing and then one of a different pairing. We do need a little bit more wing defenders, so a little bit of length, and then I think we we gotta go for a backup big. I think it's the time. What are you thinking? Yeah, I was definitely gonna say let's address the defensive needs, mm-hmm. and let's get a little bit of size. I don't know if we have to go backup big, but I mean, because <laughs> right now. Our choices are Wiseman, <laughs> Harold, or Paul Reed. So, hey, don't forget PJ fuckers out there too. Um, okay, so let's let me t- talk through the first dichotomy because honestly, I don't know a lick about this other guy. I don't know anything about Anthony Lamb. I don't watch Warriors enough to know anything Lamb. about him. Is he good? What is his archetype? What's his scouting report? Is he good on defense? Let's see. This is yeah. He's fine. He's Kerr trusts him more than he trusts the younger guys, which is why he's gotten a decent amount of PT this year. Uh, and he shot well from three. And I think that, like, there's a reason he's been a rotation guy, even though, you know, I'm uncomfortable with the amount of minutes he gets per game because I don't think that it shows that the Warriors have uh, a lot of depth. But at the same time, I don't know. He's been a surprise this season. Surprise positive. It's either him, Pat, or my boy, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. It's a tough one. It's between these two for for our wing. Um, I'll let you pick this. Let's go with Ty Jerome. All right. Virginia legend. Yeah. National championship title holder. Wow. Good defender. Solid fundamentals. Can get you a bucket on occasion. Has been showing flashes. And to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that he doesn't get more playing time than what he's gotten over the past few years, especially what he's done with his minutes. Um, but yeah, I think it's exactly what our rotation needs here on the back end to help shore up that second unit with pool running the helm. So let's lock it in, Ty Jerome. 
So here I think we either go PJ Tucker or a backup big. We cannot we we cannot draft a guy that's going to be forty by the time this exercise runs. You out. could. I'm not. You I'm could. not going to do it. It's right. it's between Wiseman and B Ball Paul. Let's go. <laughs> Let's I, go with Wiseman. I feel like we got to go with Wiseman. Yep. Let's go. Let's with lock Wiseman. it in. Let's go Wiseman. Lock it in. Back up big. Back up big. Second unit a lot. This is fantastic. That's bold. You thought Ty Jerome over Anthony Lamb was bold? I do. Yes. Um, That's fair. Wiseman. Think he's. Goodbye. We just fucked Jack in the big game. (laughs) He's got nothing to answer us. No, no. I mean, well, first of all, I mean. The Wiseman is a huge, huge swing, right? Because he's been maybe the worst player in the NBA when he's on the court so far. However, (laughs) believe it or not, I do think he's in one of the worst situations in the league. And it's very clear that he is in no way at this point in his career a fit at all with what they should do with Golden State. Probably not Sad. a terrible match with a little James Harden pick and roll. I mean, he probably operates far more schematically similar to what the Sixers do with Embiid. Uh, you know, not Embiid, but um, not Embiid. So, somebody who could probably fit a little more schematically. Still a huge risk that Wiseman is just a huge whiff. Uh, but fair enough to take i think at this point all the attention the is off of him he's not a starter anymore he's the back he's not the number two pick nobody took he's him number the... two anybody he's just the number 17 exactly pick. Yep. well and yep. i'm also say you know i'm going off of whatever fucking heights espn is listing here so obviously take it with a grain of salt because i don't think b-ball paul is only six nine maybe it's just his wingspan that helps account for um the discrepancy but there's only two seven-footers. There's only two guys on these teams above 6'10", and we have both of them. So, Boom. Love it. Lock it in. Jacko, over to you. We're crushing well, this thing. Well, Wiseman off the board. You can play him and pull together and watch your plus-minus go in the tank. We already do with the Sixers bench, don't worry. <laughs> um, this one... Mm. This we one's a little thumped. difficult. We got him thumped here. This one's a little difficult. Hmm. I'm going to go with Jamichael Green. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> Um, I too don't want Tucker on a three to four year period. Uh, I don't like the fact that his offense, he's never been anything for the past few years, but sitting in the corner, but he could at least provide a few other things. I don't know where his rebounding went. Uh, and I don't see that really recovering. Green's a little lower on my board than I thought he'd be. He's a little bit older, um, but ultimately his career numbers are actually pretty decent. 
for he's had a rough year a few injuries for the Warriors I think he's going to start to play a bit more here now uh but you know he's 32 so it's a veteran move it's a bit of a win now move compared to going with some younger guys that I think have room to grow but I was torn between a few other guys but it was either really swinging for some youth at this point or really going for some super young young uh or just more kind of one-way guys at this point and um and a guy who I think I mean I think I'm gonna take Anthony Lamb next I think that's the only choice in this pick a little bit of depth in the in the front court too which is nice green and lamb uh, we'll see if now that they're both kind of healthy for golden state if that actually kind of works out for them uh but i think i think those are my picks all right 2021 it's getting it's getting it's getting some deep it's getting deep here it's getting deep all right getting pat you, what are your leads here i i know i've got my own ideas but i want to hear from you Let's add to the defense and get a little T section, a little T's, a right. little wing. Yeah. I mean, yep. best defender on the in. board by far. Um, yep. We do, our, our second unit does need that. We do have a little offensive juice that makes me okay with this move because, holy fuck, he is awful and atrocious on offense. It's. Yeah, he really clogs things up, just sputters. Everything just sputters when he's on the court. You know, it is what it is. We got him locked down. Um, Can I toss out a candidate for the second pick? Yeah, of course. The one who is demanding a trade from us, but we're going to try to bring him (laughs) back in. Let's go. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I I was looking at the people. Just come here available yeah don't really want any of the bigs left montreal montrez harrell and paul montreal 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 by picking giving jack b-ball paul if he wants him which i don't love but again we get an outside shooter kind of offsets the tease pick that we just made i'm a fan of our second yeah. unit. our second unit yeah, is we're... now pool um, Niang, Wiseman, Jerome, Ty Jerome, and I guess we, we started to dip into that the is deeper. Absolutely gross. <laughs> That's amazing. That is, okay, come on. It's the NBA. When do you see a bench li- an all bench lineup where you're like, wow, doc, I really like you that? You see Doc. You see Doc playing them. All I'm bench. so down for Cork Maz. I don't really. I mean, Ryan Rollins, Jaden Springer could have gone Moody, I guess, but. Cork mods better. Daniel House, ew. Let's let's see. I think I know the two picks that Jack's gonna make, but we'll see. Um, All right, over to you, Jacko. My picks, pretty much at this point, I think are pretty straightforward for me. Uh, With my can I guess twenty twenty second pick, I will take B Ball Paul. Yep, and Moody. Uh, He's twenty three. He should be playing a lot more than he is. I don't think that he's perfect. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, I think he's in Doc's doghouse, which is a good place to be because that probably means you're actually a good basketball player. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Doc does not like him as much. He brings a lot of energy. He hustles. 
He's 23. I develop. He, he's got some size uh, that, you know, I've already got Looney, obviously, as my guy. And the center Ooh. position, Draymond's obviously going to play a lot of small ball center for me come crunch time. Hell, uh, even Jermichael Green or Anthony Lamb if they absolutely, absolutely have to. Um, but B-Ball Paul's going to be there. 6'9", pretty, seems pretty athletic. I don't know. Seems like he should be playing more than the nine minutes a game he's averaging. But so be it. And... Um, Actually, my 23rd pick, it's not so much that I'm afraid that you guys will take this guy because you know anything about him. It's more that you'll take him out of sheer necessity because you have four picks left and there's got... At this point, Jesus, I mean, close your eyes. Baldwin? Pick one. But that is Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was one of the better... Recruits coming out of high school for his class. He is uh, a very large man. He is 6'9", 220. He doesn't get a lot of minutes. He's a little slow. Uh, but my God, he's got a beautiful shot. At least it seems because he's shooting 44% from three. on uh, 3.3 attempts uh, per game which he only gets uh 15 games so far this year uh, <laughs> so it's a deep stash he's he's 20 years old uh i see I'd, I'd take him obviously at this point over moody what moody has shown um i'd like to see a little bit more of him but i think that's probably a bit of a next year thing for golden state it's a big swing but i actually think he's probably one of their guys that might have some more value even compared to the more notable Wiseman or Moody. So, B-Ball Paul, Patrick Baldwin, all of a sudden my front court. Yikes. Looking like I got a little bit of depth, although hopefully I don't have to play Patrick Baldwin this year. Yeah. yeah. All right, Pat, we got to take Moody. Yep, I totally agree. Too much Get promise. The over here. Yep, too much yep. promise. Um, Honestly, again, I'm not super in tune. I apologize to the listeners. I am not super in tune with the back of the Warriors bench, so I can't. I don't give think you, they are either. Uh, much of a scouting report, but I would say, you know, if we rewinded like 11 months, he would have probably gone several rounds ahead of where he's going now. Uh, classic buy low candidate here. Let's see if he can develop within our system over in Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, so yeah, lock it in Moses Moody. And then I think we can go two different routes here. I think we can bring the Philly legend back home, Iggy to Philly, or (laughs) we could, we could add that grittiness, that toughness, that old man strength, PJ fucker and have him, you know, be a staple in our bench. Yeah. He's cause I mean, we'll still get at least two more years of, I mean, yeah, he's of, two of years hustle. younger than Igudala, which is just mind-boggling to me. I don't understand. And then you also have to account for all the Israeli league years that P.J. Tucker has. Not as much tread on the tires as a full NBA season. I think Israeli league, off the top of my head, plays 53 games in the regular season. I just made that up. 
Um, but yeah, let's go PJ Fucker. Your head. Let's, yeah, uh, let's flare screen him with PJ Fucker. Wow, Kay. I can't there believe that <laughs> PJ Tucker got picked before Montrez, but here we are. Oh yeah. So you took Tucker. Yep. Yep. Damn, Tucker I and was, Moody. I was hoping you'd be taking Iggy. I was like, man, at least give me a geriatric who can play a little bit. Uh, but you <laughs> you take Tucker. Take yeah, now you gotta take Iggy. Oh no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, there's a certain level of just process of elimination at this point, and um, God, it just feels like we're even missing somebody. But I guess we're technically. Technically not here. Um, <clears throat> I got to go with uh, Daniel House. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally <laughs> just because I basically have no other choice. Um, uh, we got whatever. Choice. I mean, an athletic body throw out there. Some injuries pile up. 6-6 six, six wing, I guess. Sure. Uh, and I'll take Harold. He's not going to see the floor no. for me. Um, he's not going to see the floor for me at all come you playoff just time. Stole him from us. Um, I was thinking about letting you take him so I could watch you guys rack up the worst defensive rating of all time <laughs> for a regular season, but. You're so salty. You're so salty. I just. Our I, roster's so nice. I just. I can't. I don't even know who's who's left at this point. But we have you have two picks, and then what? I have one more. Then you have one more, and it's interesting. I think, based on my math, I believe this. There's two remaining Sixers, and two remaining. We have. uh, Oh no! Three remaining Sixers, two remaining Warriors. So. Slight edge to the Warriors in terms of their depth, I guess that means. I mean, they do have younger talent. I don't give a shit where we go with this one, Pat. So um, do you want to bring Iggy back let's, home? Let's bring Iggy home. Yeah, come that's on. that's come definitely on. what we should do. <laughs> we'll take him out back behind the shed. You know, at least it's us doing it, right? Like, But yeah, he's home. True. He's yeah, home he's now. Home. So he's back. home. He's warm. He's safe. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then let's go with uh, Jaden Springer. Why not? Uh, well, hold on, because I'm looking at this guy who I've never heard of before. Ryan Roy. Uh, you know, Julian Champagny. Uh, he's 6'7", and he's from St. John's. Oh, and my friend went to St. John's. <laughs> so so I, feel, yeah, I feel like <laughs> we got to give St. John's a shout out. I went to uh, the uh, game against Nova. Sure. That was fantastic. So, yeah, Champagny. I'm sorry. Champagne. All right, Jack. Julian Champagne. Round us out. End this fucking draft. (laughs) Um, Mystery relevant. Who is this year's Brock Purdy? Jesus. God. Damn, I wish. uh, (laughs) I wish you'd left me the old sage. (laughs) Nope. We weren't going to give that to you. The old sage, Iggy. Um, I mean, I... Let's just get uh, another another warrior on here. Screw it, Ryan Rollins. Don't know. Barely played. You're a guard. I don't know. <laughs> give some give some good bench vibes. Celebrate on the bench. Okay. 
So beautiful. The results are in. Well Thank done. you to anybody who stayed. Also, this uh, is ridiculous. Jokic has a twenty point triple double in three quarters. That's fucked up. Fuck. So the fighting Leaparts, their team in order is Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Jonathan Kuminga, um, J- Jordan Poole, George Niang, <laughs> Ty Jerome, James Wiseman, Matisse Thibel, Korkmaz, Moody, PJ Tucker, uh, Iguadala, Sh- Champagne Man, and that is it. <laughs> Love it. That is nine Sixers and six Warriors. Good. It ended up being pretty even. That's good. Um, that's a lot of one-way guys. That's a lot of one-way guys. But you holy the hell. ultimate defensive anchor playing 38 minutes in the regular season. Biatch. He's not playing 38 in the regular ultimate season. Ultimate defensive but. anchor. Not what even the, the best. Wait, def- what? 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 Not even the best defender in the draft. He's saying Draymond's the best. <clears throat> you think Draymond is a better defender than Embiid? I know Draymond's a better defender. Right than now, Embiid. right now. Yeah. yeah. That's bullshit. Actually, that's not bullshit. Well, well, that's I would. Bad. Uh, you're that's saying, bad. oh my god. What do you mean? He was in. He's been in plenty of the. Uh, you know. All defense teams conversations, but it's a different position that he's playing. I don't care. Like, okay, perimeter wing. I don't care. I want a rim protector like Embiid. I'm sorry. He's a rim protector. What? How not many like blocks Embiid? Freaking average blocks. It's not about blocks. It's, it's about opponent percentage shot at the rim. And if you've watched Golden State at all, you know that he is one hell of a wing defender. We can play any defense that we want to. We can switch. Your boys in drop coverage, no matter what, that can get attacked. Tell me where I can search this opponent shooting percentage at the rim. This is on a uh, popcorn machine. Popcorn uh, basketball. Yeah, go for it. Try that. <laughs> All right, name name your roster. My roster: Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, championship core. DeAnthony Melton, Kavon Looney, Dante DiVincenzo, Shake Milton, Jamichael Green, Anthony Lamb, Bebop Paul, Patrick Baldwin, Daniel House, Montrez Harrell, and uh, Ryan Rollins. <laughs> I just can't even say that. Um, a lot of two-way, a lot of two-way guys. A little older. That's that's the that's the downside of my roster. A little By older year. in their two ways, but they're neither they're not as good at the both of those as our players are with their one way. You took a massive swing with Kuminga and Wiseman, and uh, I've watched a lot of Jordan Poole, and he might turn out to be just fine. But the risk I don't know is if high. Wiseman was a reach. Who who did you pick immediately after? Who did I pick immediately after Wiseman? Yep. I picked Jamichael Green and Anthony Lamb. Yeah, point point taken. Not a who rich. have been 
Boom. Far better when on the court than Wiseman is, but you couldn't even say Jamichael Green with a straight face when I asked that question. <laughs> because because Wiseman has more potential, but like straight up just hasn't been better. Like oh, I like, I a hundred percent agree. Jamichael Green is a consummate professional. Do I want him on my team for four years? No. <laughs> we'll move. That we'll move off of it. We'll we'll slow him down as B Ball Paul joins the uh, joins the. Tw- the mid twenties club ramps it up. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Ramps it up. That's well, there you have it. First ever no country for big men redraft. At first, it was looking a little shaky there. I mean, still, still not our best. Work. That was hilarious. But Are you kidding? Me? That was a, I think that good. was great content. It just started because we were just picking the fucking like my first. <laughs> I mean, I literally just picked the Warriors core. And then yeah, I mean, picked. if anything, it was Jack's fault. And I was gonna say That's true. you well, can't trust well, Jack's content because he's more of a homer than us. He had one more hometown player than uh, we did on on his final roster. Um. Shows that we can, you know, reach our arm across the aisle, Pat, in this bitter rivalry that is this podcast. But anyways, yep. I, yeah, that was a fun exercise. I do think our teams would probably go seven in a seven It's good series. to do it because I realized that more after I was putting it together. I was like, you know, it's two pretty fairly respective even rosters if you were drafting this out for a three, four year period of time like. It's it's not like one of our teams is total ass. It's not the it's process. Hard, it's hard draft. to be when you're uh, no. yeah when you're only picking from two teams. But yeah, we should find ways they to have it. create more off that. Well, got the basketball out of the way. Should be good for another two weeks or so. You know, you know. But you know what's coming up. Super Bowl. Let's talk. Some football. We're bringing back a segment here. A great segment. Bookie Leaps Bets, baby. Book them. Book them. We're bringing back Book them for the Super Bowl. We got Bookie Leap here. RJ, a.k.a. Bookie Leap, a.k.a. about to win you some goddamn money. He's going to rattle off some props here. I'm curious to see what he goes with. This game is going to be great. It's going to be one of the best games ever. I already know it. But some of these bets, whew, they look fun. So, Bookie Leap, tell us what you're feeling, what you're thinking right now, and, and where to put our money. Well, first off, thank you for that introduction. I just want to say, sorry, Jack, for the NFC Championship game loss. I, it just bums me out that you're a Niners fan. And I don't mean this facetiously at all just because I don't like that team. And I don't really care about rooting against you in football. I more so want to do it in basketball. I I don't feel good about football. But I have to just say to George Kittle. Am I charity to you? No, you're not charity. But, you know, especially when the Eagles have a game or year like this, it's... I want to enjoy it and celebrate the wins without it feeling like I'm belittling your team. But I do have something to say to you, George Kittle. Mr. Paper Defense. Well, guess what happens when you play with a paper elbow, bitch? Hassan Reddick's going to tear it. Paper this, paper that. You lost. Get over it. And Brandon Ayuk, go ahead and bet your savings on the Chiefs. Go ahead and bet. I, I dare you. 
first off, not a smart money decision. We never recommend gambling anything that you cannot pay off. But go ahead, Brandon Ayuk. Bet on the Chiefs. See what happens. Jack, you got anything? Uh, unless you're in a real financial pinch, then it's a great way to make a quick buck. <laughs> All right. We're going to get B-B-B-B. taken down by the FCC. Anyways, here are some superb owl prop bets. We can't say the name of the game. It is the superb owl here on the show. Starting first, offensive touchdown. First drive for the Eagles, plus 210. The Eagles have been starting very strong in the playoffs, and now there might be a little bit of hesitation because they think, oh, this is a real opponent in the Chiefs. Chiefs defense, pretty average. It's not the defense we're worried about with the Eagles. Plus 200, they keep the streak of starting strong alive. America the Beautiful. Who will be shown first in a camera shot? Single shot only. Nick Sirianni or Andy Reid? Nick Sirianni is a plus 140 uh, 140 favorite. 1.41 to 1 odds there. You know, the whole, part of the dynamic is Andy Reid going against the former team that he coached. Nick Sirianni, former... Uh, assistant to Andy Reid as well. So you also have that dynamic going where they might show the Padawan, quote-unquote, versus the Jedi Master. I think they saved the main narrative of Andy Reid versus his old football team for the Star-Spangled Banner, but for America the Beautiful right before it, they go with the little side narrative that they've got going. Easy underdog there. Nick Sirianni to be shown first. America the Beautiful. Thoughts so far, guys? Eagles heavy. I like it. Oh, it's of course going to be Eagles heavy. Yeah, keep him rolling. I'd I'd favor Andy Reid on that uh, first coach shot or first moment shot, whatever, during yes. the Star America Spangled the Banner. Mm-hmm. America the Beautiful. Uh, so hammer that, folks. If you're in yeah. a pinch. So that's 185. Uh, minus 185. So not the best odds. I would not be doing a yes. 50-50 prop bet on... But it's going to happen. All right. Well, we're going to lock that one in. I haven't bet on any of these yet, but I am just betting $50,000 on the Nick Sirianni bet just to prove Jack wrong. Moving on now. Distance of first touchdown of the game. I'm going under 7.5 yards. That's at a pick That seems very realistic. The Chiefs especially what they don't always hit on explosive plays, especially if McCole Hardman's going to go out, going to be out. You got put on IR. MVS is a downfield threat, but he's not going to get jack shit on the Seagull secondary unless it's a busted coverage. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm betting that this isn't an explosive touchdown to start the game. Eagles also like to run. Uh, under 7.5 seems like a gimme there. Again, pick them. This one I like because it has great odds on it. First missed field goal of the game will be either wide left, wide right, or short because of a block. Block is plus 325. That's fantastic odds. Let's take a block all day long at over 3 to 1. Or that the kick is short. 
actually I'm realizing that's a terrible bet because these coaches will never go for it on fourth and short from a long distance away, but maybe we get into a fourth and long. They're at like the 45. People are desperate. Maybe this is the first missed field goal is in the fourth quarter. You never know. Plus 325. First turnover of the game is an interception. Yes or no? No is plus 120. To get a positive odds on that one when it could be obviously a fumble but also could be a turnover on downs with some of the most aggressive fourth down play callers in the league absolutely fourth core fourth down turnover is in play here especially as the first turnover of the game where the teams are trying to get off to a hot start again plus 120 no it will not be an interception the first turnover of the game This one, I ripped off from Bill Simmons' show, so we'll breeze right past it. How many players will have a passing attempt? Over two and a half is plus 150. That seems ridiculously low. There's likely going to be a trick play here with another skill position passing. I know we saw it with the 49ers. They obviously had their quarterback issues, but we did see Christian McCaffrey throw. So over two and a half, the two quarterbacks. Or you might even get a Chad Henney in... uh, Chad Henney, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. It's going to be a Philly special, but like a different version of the Philly special. They're going to make it look like the Philly special, and it's going to start doing that, and then it's going to be something. I bet that. There we go. Bring back Trey Burton. Yes, bring back Trey Burton. Or the Chiefs might sign Trey Burton to get the inside scoop on (laughs) Bunch of cheaters. Last one. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Goes up or goes down? I'm never going to bet on Bitcoin. <laughs> it's going to go down. That's a pick em. Oh. Book it. Wow. Bold. There you, there you have it. Some 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 bookily props. Some book em. Book em, you didn't give me much feedback it. here. What? What? How are we feeling about I, those? I mean, this. I. I like the uh, plus what the two and a half above two and a half players uh, throwing the ball. Yeah, so definitely the one I stole. play coming. It's missing a it's, missing a kick wide left. Guaranteed. Yeah, block kick. Not not super stoked on the block kick. Don't don't really see that too much. These it could be short. Been... It could be short. 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 Is that how I say it? Fuck. No, no, no. It isn't. I just made that up. I do like the under seven seven and a half yards for first touchdown scored. Eagles ground and pounds always get it near the couple two, three-yard line, whatever. Jalen Hurts, read option, could, could go booby. They'd love – they'll do that QB sneak where they push him like three yards out. It's insane. It's unfair. We'll still get it. Chiefs, yeah. I mean, they'll just do a little rink-a-dink, you know, maybe a little Travis Kelsey act like he's going to go block. Boom, he's out. Boom, Travis Kelsey touchdown. over yards, interceptions, paper defense. <laughs> <laughs> This man's mad. He's down bad. He's down bad. All right. Well, there you have it. 
that's that's all we got for you today. You know, almost two hours of content. Would you look at that? Would quick picks. That? We what are the quick picks here? Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yep, Super Bowl picks. I'm going Eagles over Chiefs. You can go with a little thirty-one to twenty-seven. You go, Jack. Uh, haven't spent a lot of time on this one since, uh, it's been sad. Didn't feel like it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seems like better roster in the Eagles versus better quarterback in Mahomes, And he seems good enough these days, even though his ankle probably not hundred percent, but he's got two weeks off and a bunch of tore it all to shoot in that puppy. And, um, I really don't know what to do, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so I did, speaking of that Simmons podcast, Cousin Sal did rattle off the quarterbacks that the Eagles faced this year. It's a pretty depressing bunch. So Mahomes, Mahomes is, a, is, a, is a bit of a different beast. Uh, I've lost to Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. It's a pretty helpless feeling. So... Join the club. Sorry, boys. Chiefs, 24. Oh. Eagles, oh. 23. <laughs> Just because you haven't shown that you can't handle, can handle an elite quarterback doesn't mean you can't. Just because you haven't shown it doesn't mean you can't. And the Eagles can definitely contain Mahomes, especially it on the bus. Contain Josh Johnson. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh help yeah, me. We fucking yes, did. we did. Yes, we, we contained did. the shit and out of you know them. what? <laughs> I forgot to talk about my favorite prop bet that is no longer my favorite prop bet because something weird's going on, folks. You were able to get, if you listen to my thoughts and feelings, if you subscribe to that channel, you would have gotten Hassan Reddick Super Bowl MVP for 50 to 1 odds. It is now 28 to 1, almost halved what's going on is the illuminati involved i don't know but you'll have to wait and see this is the man who again knocked out mr primetime brock purdy could he do it to mahomes coming low and hard (laughs) could he do it to henny (laughs) could he wreck this game for everyone with two sacks and a forced fumble Throw on a fumble recovery on top of it, and it's a fourteen to nothing win by the Eagles, which is my prediction. <laughs> you don't think that's a Super Bowl MVP? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Okay. Well, there you have it. We got two birds picks and one cheese <laughs> picks. I think I'm the only serious one, <laughs> score wise. Score wise, but. We'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. 24-23 would be crushing. Very very plausible that the Chiefs could squeak out a win by one. I don't know. It seems plausible. All right. right. Well, we got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Going to be a great one. A lot of questions will be answered. Like who will win? (laughs) Is it a a must-win game? That's a good one. No, it's fine. It's fine. We don't need to win this one. All right, here we go. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Everyone's favorite segment. Shout outs. Shout outs. Episode 44. Who do you got, guys? Who you got? RJ, starting with you. 
Started at the top with him. Gonna finish it up with him. Might as well shout out on the 44th episode that special 44 point performance that will live on. Hang it up in the rafters. It's all we have. <laughs> uh, three time back to back to back MVP, Joel Embiid. Shout out. I'm just going to start calling them Shout that. Out. Like UCF calls themselves the national champions. Back to back MVP. All right, Jacko. Who you got? Well, I had a lot of good candidates these past two weeks. So this is a difficult decision, but I'm going to give a shout out to my co-hosts, Ryan and Patrick, because you guys selected (laughs) Jordan Poole and James Wiseman (laughs) on your team. Jonathan Kaminga pretty early. Thanks. Made made, (laughs) made great... Easy decisions for oh, me, God. and I love my team. Our our roster would take your roster to the woodshed. It would absolutely destroy you in the paint. Out hustle, out rebounded, out outclassed. Work harder. It's the power <laughs> of friendship harder. that your team has that will really oh, propel. Oh my God! We we actually true. that's true. We don't have that's a true, we don't though, have yeah. a personality. We don't know we these no chemistry. I think Pool and Harden would go. Go well Besides together. Draymond and Steph, along. that's your only. Well, we separated Poole and Draymond, oh, and so Clay. that's good. Yeah, true. All right, my shout out goes to Miss Chilliams, Christoph Williams. Uh, he gets a shout out just for being one of my best friends, and he's on a new chapter in Portland. He's moved there, so now won't go to see him as much. Sad, but hey. You got to do what you got to do. So had a fun birthday weekend with him in Portland. He's going to have a great time there. Going to miss you, bud. Shout out, Chili's. Boom. And Dynasty League champion. <sighs> Dynasty still a little. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Okay. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking through that one. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. You know, maybe you could do the redraft exercise for yourself. <laughs> it's a pretty fun activity. We encourage it. It's in the back of the book. There's some exercises that you can do on your own. Uh, there you go. You can draft. You can do your own draft and, and, and send them to us. You can calculate your own VORP. I believe we text us how you feel about our rosters. Let us know what you think. And honestly, Mm. history will probably be made tonight. Not because 44th episode, but because LeBron James is 16 points away from breaking the scoring title. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What more could you want on a Tuesday night? Not a Wednesday, February 7th. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.